we're gonna fight our battles. We got victory in Jesus' name today. Come on. Come on. Turn it up. Let's go. Thank you so very much for getting all hyped up with me this morning on this Rise Up episode number 168 here on LFA TV, the first show of the day, 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. It is my honor to be here with you. It is my honor to do this for God, and it's my honor to listen to his commandments. This is how I fight my battles, and it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by Jesus Christ because that's where I put my hope. That's where I put my faith. That's who I put my everything in. And that is who canceled my debt. I couldn't be more grateful. How about you? Good morning, everybody. How are you? Let's do some morning shout outs. Chris Lartz. Chris, I just want to say thank you for blessing me and my family. Last night was an emotional night with me and my family talking about you and your son. And I think it must be pretty amazing to know that your son lives on in the powerful name of Jesus Christ. And your son blessed my family. How incredible is that? Not here with us in the flesh anymore. But he's still blessing people here on earth. Because he blessed my family last night. I can tell you that. We cried. My wife, myself, my daughters, my son. We cried looking at your son's memorial last night. Thanking God that he blessed us. That's amazing. Sherry Ann, 56, good morning, how are you? Miranda Dolan, good morning, God bless you, how are you? Chris says, man, you have no idea what you've all done for me and my family. God works in mysterious ways. Well, think about this. Chris Lartz and I were doing drugs, breaking the law, and being misfits together 26 years ago. And now we're together again. Humbly praising the Lord. Jelly, how you doing? Good to see you, Jelly. Thank you for joining in. Kojak, good morning. Thank you for joining in this morning. Bernadette Leahy, God bless you, Bernadette. Ashley, God bless you. Thank you for joining in with us every day. Victoria, thank you for joining in with us every day. Renee, thank you for joining with us. CQ, Picard. Kalia, Kalia says, look at you two today. Brothers in Jesus Christ. I'm telling you. Maybe Chris and I will go on a prison ministry tour together. Film the whole thing and make a documentary out of it. We'll take Rise Up on the Road. How about that? S. Rose, rough morning, but here. Well, that's why you're here, Shelly. That's why you're here, because it's a rough morning. Folks, let's go right to God right now on this Friday. In Jesus' name, let's go to him. Father God in heaven, dad, amazing creator of all, 
who gives us salvation and grace and mercy when it's the last thing that we ever deserve. What an amazing inspiration you are for all of us every day. People think that they've gone through something that you haven't, but what they need to understand is who Jesus Christ was, what he went through, and what he did. For that, Lord, we are so grateful. And in doing so, he paid our debts. One of the biggest reasons people get divorced, God, is because of money. One of the biggest pe- reasons people are depressing and have anxiety is because of finances. But those debts are temporary. Those debts are finite. Sin is a forever debt. And Jesus forever paid that for us. How incredible. Our debts are wiped clean. All glory goes to you. Lord, there's some people in the chat today that really need to hear whatever it is that you need to get to them. Please use me to do that today. Please bring restoration back to their life. I decree peace and joy on this Rise Up family. And we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. You know what I like to put on uh, the one major tech platform that I'm not banned from, Instagram, right now? I always like to put on there to push the boundary. Jesus is the only way to heaven no matter who you are and no matter what country you live in. I like to, I like to, I like to push the message in the most truest form that I know how without being rude, by the way, without being uh, confrontational. Now, if it brings confrontation, then that's not up to me. I'm just speaking the truth. But I like to make sure that I remind people of it every, every now and then. And I urge you to do the same on your social media platforms. And if you get banned for life because of speaking the name of Jesus, well, then that is the best thing that you could ever do. I make sure I put that out there every now and then, once a week. Hey, Jews. Hey, Muslims. Jesus is the only way to heaven, just so you remember. Come to me. I'll help you. I've gotten strikes on Instagram because of it. Very disruptive, very um, offensive. If Jesus is offensive, then Jesus, 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 baby. Jesus was offensive. That's why I say Jesus wasn't kind. Jesus was compassionate and good. There is a difference. I titled today's show Freedom from Debt. So let's get into it. Imagine being free from all of your debts. Just for a minute. Imagine how all of your anxiety would fade away. Think of what you... Credit card debt, school loan debt, car, house, personal loans, money, 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 money. Every time you turn around, money, 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 money. You cannot live on this earth without paying somebody for something. Well, since nothing on this earth is infinite, thank you, Miss Mocha Powered, for that $25 donation today. Thank you, Ron Forti from Chicago, for your donation today. And since nothing on this earth is infinite, everything is finite, meaning temporary, then what more debts do you need cleared other than the debt of your sin that you have racked up, which is infinite the debt of sin is not temporary it's also nothing you can pay back go out get yourself a personal loan 10 15 20 years you pay it back whatever i mean a house loan 20 years, you pay it back. Personal loan, five years, you pay it back. Car loan, five to seven years, you got to pay it back. And you will pay it off. But you cannot work off sin, the debt of sin, in a lifetime. Can't even budge a dent. Thank you, Chris. God bless you. You didn't have to do that, brother. I know things are hard.
I could sin today and I can't work that off in a lifetime. So I have to ask you, which is more of a priority? Having your financial debts cleared or having your sinful debts cleared? I will take the latter. I will not worry about my financial debts. Well, Jeremy, if I don't worry about it, well, if I, don't, if I don't worry about paying it, they'll come take my car. Well, you worrying about it isn't going to have them repo your car. You not paying it is going to have them come and repo your par- car. But your worry has nothing to do with it. So let go of your worry. Give your worry to God, and God will take care of those debts for you. And if he doesn't, then so be it. Then you probably shouldn't have had that car. Probably shouldn't have had that house. Probably shouldn't have got that personal loan. Now, I know that everybody's life is different. Jeremy, you don't know my financial circumstances. No, but I know your sinful circumstances. And I know that you've committed them. And I know that you owe a debt that you cannot pay off. That's what I'm speaking on. I'm not speaking to your flesh today on this Friday, August 18th year of our Lord, 2023. I'm speaking to your spirit, baby. That's what I'm talking about today. I could give a darn about somebody's financial fleshly problems. I'm worried about your sinful spiritual problems. That's where I am. That's what I'm talking about today. Because there's no reason to worry about the stuff that's finite. There's a reason to worry about the stuff that's infinite. Can I get an amen on that one? Come on, baby. Let's rise up. Osborne says, I agree with you. I'm a worrier, but trying to give everything a God. Listen, I'm a worrier too. I'm a control freak when it comes to making sure that nothing bad happens until lately. Until lately, I'm giving up everything. Now, Eli knows I'm probably the most angry-filled man on earth if things don't go the way that they should go in jobs and everything. And I've let it all go. Last few days, I think, I think that's a better test, too, these last few days with Rumble being attacked. It's like God said, have you really put Satan aside? Because I've been filled with the Holy Spirit lately. I think this was God's way of saying, have you really? Let's, let's, let's see. Let's see. And then he had a conversation with the devil about me, like he did about Job all those years ago. And Satan said to him, drop that hedge of protection around Jeremy. Let me go get him. Let me, let me get him to curse. Let me get him to be angry. God said, go ahead. They had a con- conversation. My name came up just like we talked about earlier this week. The devil came and the devil did not succeed. No, 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 no. Not this week. I'll take it day by day. That's all God Wants us to do. That's all we're able to do. Day by day. Welcome back, Lisa Young. We love you. Thank you for being here. I like what Amanda Collins had to say about this. Jeremy, I am not a warrior. Or I'm not a, wo- a warrior. I'm a warrior. Woo! I like that one. This cap says, I get baptized on Sunday. Much gratitude to you. Well, God bless you for that. God bless you for that. I'm not a worrier. I'm a warrior. That's a t-shirt right there. All credit goes to Amanda. I'm going to go right to the verse of the day, folks. It's got to be, we got to, we got to, we got to go right to it. I'm, I'm jazzed up. Holy Spirit is shining through. I need sunglasses. It's so bright in here. I got to go back to the sunglasses days. Worry about nothing, pray about everything. It says it all the time, right? Can we be both? No, we cannot be both. You cannot be a worrier and a warrior. Not to your fullest extent anyway. You can be 50% warrior, but you're going to be 50% warrior. I want to be 100% warrior, 0% warrior. Freedom from debt is today's verse of the day. Freedom from debt. I said hello and happy Friday once again. Time keeps ticking, doesn't it? We're still here and still praising God, ain't we? No matter how much Joe Biden and the Democrats destroy this country. What a blessing in a world full of evil adversaries. I am so blessed to be here with each and every one of you every day. And I think everyone could be freed from their debts. They would just realize how incredibly blessed they are too. Let's talk about it. 
Romans 8, 1 through 3. Pretty simple. Romans 8, 1 through 3. There is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ, Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Can I repeat that one more time? For the law of the spirit of life in Jesus Christ hath made me free from the law of sin and the law of death. For what the law could not do, Old Testament, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Now, I got something really powerful to read for you. This was my take on this this morning. This was my words inspired by the almighty God about this verse that I feel so strongly about today. A lot of non-believing rebels will always associate everything they think they know about Christianity with either the Catholic Church or the Old Testament. Am I not right? Think about every time an atheist or an agnostic or a non-believer or a rebel or a jerk tries to argue with you about your faith. What do they do? They bring up Catholic doctrine. They back up their justified, what they think about their justified argument with Catholic laws and doctrine or Old Testament. Am I not right? Well, the Bible says that you should pluck out an eye. Well, the Bible says that slaves are okay. The Bible says that the man is above the woman. The Bible says that if anybody does this, that, or the other, they should be stoned to death. Do you believe that? The Bible says Mary is who you should be praying to. Trust me, I was one of them, I know. (laughs) But am I not right on that one? They always refer back to Catholics. Because they think that only Christians are Catholics and only Catholics are Christians for some weird reason. Or they go back to the Old Testament. They don't know anything about Jesus and beyond. They know nothing about the birth of Christ and beyond to today. Nothing. They know nothing because if they did, they wouldn't say what they're saying. I know this to be true because I lived it. I was one. I'm animated today, folks. They will always put you up to the test of the old law, which they only ever heard about. They don't understand who Jesus was or what Jesus did. They only know how to mock him based on what other people have said and or social media memes that they see daily. But yet they will never go back to the source to cross-reference and to get the truth, will they? Never. They're too afraid. I can name 10 people in my life right now that will argue with me and ask me questions all day long about God, Christ, old law, new law, fulfilled law, prophecy, X, Y, and Z, and will not lift a finger to read one paragraph in the Bible. Afraid they are. Nancy says, I never even realized what a Christian was until rise up. Amen. Thank God. All glory back to him. Your atheist friends and family will constantly put you under the scrutiny of the Old Testament and the rules of the Catholic Church, both of which have nothing to do with you. Both of which have nothing to do with you. So your best bet is to re-comfort them. Your best bet is to agree with them from the very beginning. What do you mean, Jeremy? Well, you say this. You're right. You are 100% right. I don't follow the rules of the Catholic Church or the Old Testament. You're right. But what you don't understand is that is the entire reason Jesus needed to come. You're right. 
You're 100% right. I do not follow the old law. And I do not follow the Catholic doctrines. You are so right. But that's why Jesus needed to come. To break apart that man-made doctrine and to fulfill the old law for you because you cannot. He is your golden ticket. And once you can agree on something with these people, because that's what you have to do, then they will start to understand and they'll start listening more intently. The best way to spread the message of Jesus is with love, compassion, and common ground. Once you establish that, the common ground, then you can share the gospel and really, really help change a life. And we got some Ray Comfort stuff today. Don't worry. Lisa, I am sorry and praying for your family. Jeremy, I got in a car wreck Sunday. My car is totaled. But your newsletter gave me hope that I have Jesus and I need him most. And it's going to be okay. Thank you for speaking to me. Are you okay, Karen? Are you okay? Are you physically okay? It seems like you're spiritually wonderful. Are you okay, though? And will insurance cover it? JL Jazz says, I don't know that I would ever feel confident enough to evangelize anyone. Pray. Pray for the courage. Pray for the confidence. I'm going to tell you what. There are so many things about the Bible that I have no idea. I still have so many questions. But I knew I was ready when I was able to rely on the Holy Spirit. When I was able to literally lean on the Holy Spirit, then I was able, and when I, when I can fully say, I know Jesus. If Jesus were to walk into this room right now, I would know who he is. Well, then, then you can answer every question because you are so intently in a relationship with Jesus that you know how he would answer it. You don't need to know the specific place to point somebody in the Bible. All you have to know is how Jesus would answer it. You know how many times I had people tell me, you're quoting scripture right now, and I was like, really? I didn't even know that. It's all about the Holy Spirit, folks. You have to understand. A lot of people put all of their eggs in the basket of having a relationship with either just God or just Jesus or just the two of them, but they forget about the importance of the Holy Spirit. You have to understand, when Jesus left the disciples, he gave them, sent them the Holy Spirit. They needed the Holy Spirit in order to spread the gospel correctly. Thank you, Tuanity. God bless you. Thank you, Lisa Young. Family went on vacation. Devil showed up in my family. Newborn granddaughter was having seizures and my father-in-law diagnosed with stage four cancer. Thank you for prayers. Donating, finding the grace in all of that, finding the, 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 the peace in all of that, I feel so bad for you, but I love you. CQ, $20. God bless you. Larts, $20. God bless you, man. Let's go to one-minute prayer for dads. 1,400 people watching. God bless each and every one of you. Please hit that thumbs up and share. And let's trust in God's sovereignty. Let's keep trusting in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is... So important for you to spread the gospel. You don't have the Holy Spirit. You ain't spreading the gospel. Jeremy, donations coming in for C3 who lost their house. It would be better if you guys, if I don't know who we're raising money for, because there's a whole bunch of donations that came in that weren't for that, then, and I don't see it real time, then I won't know who it's for. So please go to jeremyherald.com. If you want to donate to C3 for their losing their home in a fire last night and donate there and put a note there so I can go and specifically look at that. Because once this is over, I can't read the notes. 
I can only see that they came in. And prayers for C3. We love you. We are so sorry. If you want to donate to C3, donate on jeremyharrell.com or lfatv.us. Only 337 rumbles with 1,400 people watching. That can't be true. That can't be true. There can't be 1,100 people that just said, no, nah, I'm not going to click that easy thumbs up button. That can't be true, right? Proverbs 16.9 says this. The heart of a man's plan, the heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Again, if you're going to evangelize, then you have to have the Holy Spirit in your life. Though God is never surprised, remember I used that word, shocked and surprised? And you guys said, no, 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 no. You're using the word wrong. And I'm like, how am I using it wrong? And then we changed the word to excited, basically, that you chose the right path. Though God is never surprised, sometimes we are. And yet God is the one at work in us every day. He watches over us with great care and his sovereignty is our ally in life as dads. Now this is on page 127. Since nothing surprises God, nothing should shake us when it happens. God is always in control no matter what. Amazed. That was the word we used. Exactly, CQ. That was the better word. Lord, sometimes your plans throw me for a loop. I think I know what's up, and then all of a sudden something happens that confuses me. I know you are sovereign, and you do all things in accordance with your divine plan. But when these unexpected changes happen in my family, I ask, quote, how, Lord, will you work this out, end quote. The answer to what puzzles me always to wait, watch, and trust. Wait, watch, and trust. Your sovereignty isn't my enemy. It's my friend. Lord, I trust, I therefore trust you to work out for my good and the good of my kids. Every seeming interruption to my own plans, I give you charge of my life, every bit of it. Every bit of it. Green Broccoli said, my neighbors became homeless. I took them in for a night so far. That is a Jesus thing to do. That is a godly thing to do. That will be remembered in heaven forever. Katie says, this devotion is appropriate for me today. Good, I'm glad it's speaking to you. And I'm glad you guys are out there putting what you are learning here and Rise Up into your everyday lives. This is how we make America great again. And I'm so honored to be around such a group of wonderful God-fearing people who actually do this stuff. Patty Patriot says, Jeremy, I'm loving my Rise Up Pecan Coffee. I know. I know. The Rise Up Pecan Coffee is truly the greatest. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. Big shout out to Cherokee Rose Coffee as well. All right. uh, Okay, thank you, JL Jazz. God bless you. Thank you. I'll check it out. God bless you for that. All right, I've got some videos, right? You knew we had some videos today, right? Before we get to Ray Comfort, there's two videos that I archived that I, actually three that I archived that I wanted to say, play for you. <laughs> Get ready to cry. You know how that goes. This right here is a perfect example of worrying, of not worrying, but praying for others, even when you are in your most Dark trials. Hope you got your Kleenexes. I need my headphones. Y'all, I need y'all to come say this quick prayer with me because they trying to say I got pneumonia in both of my lungs and acute chest. But my God is bigger, so come pray with me. Father God, thank you for revealing I come against pneumonia. I come against acute chest. I declare and decree total restoration over my body. Heal me from the crowns of my head to the soles of my feet. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. I hope y'all have a great day. Stay blessed. Be blessed. That young lady, that powerful young lady, 
in the hospital. Double acute pneumonia in her lungs. Hooked up to breathing tubes and everything else. And she says, I hope you have a blessed day. I don't know what it is, but when I see innocent kids in such pain, giving glory to God like that, let me tell you, let me tell you, I got another one for you. You're really going to like this one. And I love the lady who made the video. Like she puts herself in the video. It's really funny. But let me tell you, this is how things were back in the day, and this is where we need to get back to today. And it's kind of what I was talking about yesterday. Remember when I said yesterday when somebody in my family blasphemes the name's Lord, uh, the Lord's name, I just want to smack him in the face? Well, ladies and gentlemen, here you go. Now I'm just tired of hearing about God all the time. What has he got to do with anything? Does he pay tuition? You about to get your fresh little jaw slapped. She definitely need it. Why? Now, why can't I say what I want to say around you like everybody else? Because it don't sound nice for a young girl to be talking like that. You wasn't brought up that way. Me and your daddy went to the trouble to get you and brother to church every single Sunday. Mama, you don't understand. Now, you see, it's all a matter of ideas, and, and God is just one idea that I don't accept. Now, it's not important. I'm not going to go out and be immoral or, or commit crimes because I don't believe in God. I don't even think about that. It's just that I get so tired of him getting the credit for all the things the human race achieves through its own stubborn effort. Now, there simply is no God. Oh. There's only man. Oh, oh. And it's he who makes miracles. Oh, oh, oh. Now you done messed up. Oh, she slept the last supper out of you. <laughs> you say after me. In my mother's house, there is still God. In my mother's house, there is still God. You better say it. You better repeat it, sis. <laughs> Go ahead, girl. In my mother's house, there's still God. You dang skippy it is. <laughs> girl, you better chill. Mama almost folded you in one of them folding chairs. You better... <laughs> Mama, I mean it. <laughs> she goes... She goes, oh, she just slapped the last supper out of you. <laughs> I love that. I love that, but I, but I tell you, that's how I feel too when somebody does that around me. I just want to smack them just like that. I, how dare you say that? Are you out of your mind? Like, who, who do you think you are talking like that? Oh, she just smacked. She just slapped the last supper out of you. <laughs> she goes, "Ooh, girl, you better say it." <laughs> oh, that was great, right? That was a good laugh, right? Um, I got another one here. I'd like to show you before we get into Ray Comfort, and uh, that's this uh, this pastor who's exposing atheism on the street. And he really, uh, he really makes an atheist sit there and think, like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> there's, look, folks, there's a lot of clever ways to, uh, to spread the gospel to people who, uh, who are adversaries of the, of, of, of the word. But, uh, you know, here's one way to do it. Check this out. We're stardust. Why would it matter that someone's oppressing you? Why would it matter that stardust is bumping into stardust? Who cares? You see, what I think you're showing is this. I think you're showing that you, in, it, with, deep within you, you know you have the image of God stamped. You have value and worth, no. and it is wrong for a man to oppress you and be nasty to you. That is wrong. I agree with you. But see, I have a basis as a Christian to say that's wrong. You believe you're stardust. I believe I'm stardust. So what, and... what's wrong with stardust oppressing stardust? <laughs> if you were stardust, <laughs> why would it matter that someone's... So that was only in one of my headphones. I don't know why. When I watched it this morning, I could hear it fine on my, on my uh, phone. Um, but if you didn't hear that, he goes, cause this atheist says he's just stardust and he goes, well, if you're just stardust, then what's wrong with stardust oppressing stardust? He goes, what? He goes, well, you're just, if we're all just stardust, two rocks out in the middle of nowhere that boom, got together and we're just stardust. What's wrong with me oppressing you? What's wrong with stardust oppressing stardust? And he's like, it's, uh, um, uh, 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> Amazing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Ray Comfort. So let's sit back. We've got 18 minutes of Ray Comfort, so it's a long one, but I like them. Roll it. If you don't believe in aliens, this may change your mind. I have butterflies, bro. Evelyn thought a shooting star, then these people say there's aliens in their backyard. So there's two people or two subjects that are in your backyard? Correct, and they're very large. They're like eight foot. Nine feet, ten foot, I don't know. They look like like aliens to us. He got a good look at one of the creatures, he said, a greenish-grayish being with large eyes and long legs. He says he could hear its deep breaths. Big eyes, they have big eyes, like, like I can't explain it, and big mouth. They're shiny eyes, and, and they're not human. They're 100% they're not human. By now, it's more than an hour after that bright light. Officers meeting up with the caller and his family. What'd you see? It was like a, it was like a big creature. A big creature? Yeah, like a long testing top. One of my partners said they saw something fall out of the sky too, so that's yes. why I'm kind of curious. Did you see anything land in your backyard? Or? You see like a big, uh, like a big something with light? Hey, this might sound like a really dumb question, but did you guys see anything fall out of the sky? Asking others what they saw. Uh, I would normally discount it as nothing, however, seeing as one of my partners said they saw it too, only reason I'm actually investigating it further. Think of how many millions have cameras on their phones but nobody managed to get even one photo, let alone a video. Well, they almost did. So there's a surveillance camera in the backyard. What we were told is that at the moment this thing comes down and crash, this camera went out and it was out for a couple of minutes. When it came back on, the object was gone. But we've been told by Angel in multiple phone conversations that he shot video of the creatures. We haven't seen it and we don't know anybody else who's seen it yet. So maybe he'll release it at some point. Napoleon was right when he said, man will believe anything as long as it's not in the Bible. Do you believe in aliens? Yeah, I do. Yes. The Bible speaks of extraterrestrial life, or to be more biblical, something called celestial life. We know these alien beings more commonly as angels. Let me ask you a question. Are you disappointed that these celestial creatures are just angels and not something more exciting? If we feel like that, it could be because we don't see them as they are. Super exciting, unspeakably powerful beings that God uses for his purposes. The scriptures speak of many of these alien visitations. Let's just look at one. Just after Jesus rose from the dead, it was early in the morning when two women came to the empty tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. Then we're given a description, so we know this wasn't just an eight-foot green creature walking around some backyard. His countenance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as wool, and the guard shook for fear of him and became like dead men. That is pretty soul-stirring. We are certainly not alone in the universe. Do you believe in aliens? Yes. Why not? I do. I don't know, they look weird. Are they going to take over the world? Nah, I think they're just chilling up there. I think we made up the green man thing. I feel like it could literally be anything. Just shaped weird, like weird heads. I believe that there's something out there. I feel like they come over here just to like check up on us, see what we're up to. And what are you up to? Anything good or bad? No, I'm just chilling, doing homework in the library. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Do you believe in God? No. So you believe some of the books in the library happened by chance? They had a cover and a title and page numbers and coherent sentences and all fell together without an author? Is that right? No book could ever create itself. Correct. And the whole of creation tells you there's a creator. Am I right? You're correct. Do you believe in angels? I don't know. You have no trouble believing in aliens. Why would you have problems with angels? They're not from this planet, so they qualify to be aliens. Do you believe in God? I don't believe in God. Are you an atheist? I don't know. I was Catholic growing up, so I'm just a confused 20-something-year-old. Well, I was absolutely confused when I was 20 years old. I had no idea why I was alive, didn't know why I was going to die, didn't know what was going to happen after death. An atheist is somebody who believes that nothing created everything. Nothing gave us flowers and birds and trees, the sun, the moon, the stars, the human eye, male and female, and all the species. That's impossible. It's scientifically impossible for nothing to create anything because it's nothing. 
So obviously there was something in the beginning that created all this beautiful creation. You said there had to be. Yes, there had to be. So you're no longer an atheist. Are you afraid of death? I don't believe I am. I think you are. You think It's just that your pride won't allow you to say, I'm horrified by the thought of being buried six feet under the ground. I love life. I love the blueness of the sky, the sound of birds, love and laughter. Nobody in his right mind wants to die, and part of the will to live is a fear of death. You don't walk on a freeway. You don't step off thousand-foot cliffs because you love your life. Why do we die? You said you've studied the Bible. Why is it if God exists that he gave us death? So we could be with him in the end. So we can learn, so we can experience. I could do that without death. I don't want to lose my dog, my mum and dad, my brother and sister. I don't want to lose grandpa and grandma. Everything you hold dear to you is going to be ripped from your hands by this horrific thing called death that nobody talks about but everybody's scared of. Let me tell you what the Bible says death actually is. Do you remember that Bible verse, the wages of sin is death? It's kind of ringing a bell. Could you tell me it? Yeah, it's Romans 6.23 and it's saying that God is paying you in death for your sins. Like a judge looks at a heinous criminal has committed multiple murders, he says you've earned the death sentence. This is your wages, this is what we're paying you. And Jackie's sin is so serious to a holy God, he's given you the death sentence. You're on death row. Your death will be evidence to you that God is deadly serious about sin. What a terrible tragedy that death is a reality. But it wasn't when human life began. When God first made Adam and Eve, there was no death. But when sin came, it alienated us from the life of God. It made us aliens, left outside of the kingdom of God. Ephesians 4.18 says of the unsaved, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that's in them because of the blindness of their heart. So here's a big question. Do you think God is justified in giving you the death sentence? Are you that evil or are you a good person? I feel as though I'm a good person. Do you ever read the Bible? Not really. In the Old Testament, God promised to destroy death and in the New Testament, it tells us how he did it. Did you know that? I did not know that. How did he do it? Want me to tell you? Yeah. To do so, I'll have to back up. If you're a doctor and there's a patient in front of you. He looks extremely healthy, he feels good. You know he's got cancer, he's gonna be dead in two weeks. You've seen x-rays, poison seeping through a system. You've got a cure in your pocket. Do you show him the x-rays or give him the cure? We're gonna give the cure. That won't work, do you know why? Why? He thinks he's healthy, he's gonna say, what do I want a cure for? Get this out of my face. I don't need this. This is insulting me, doc, and he walks off. But if the doctor shows him the x-rays and he begins to sweat and says, wow, I can see this is serious. What should I do? Then he's ready for the cure. So I want to give the cure of the gospel to you, but it's going to make no sense or even offend you if I don't show you the x-rays. Do you know what the x-rays are? The sins of the world? Well, it's the Ten Commandments. Oh, okay. You doing anything you know he would morally frown upon? When did you last look at pornography? About two years ago. That's looking with lust, and Jesus said when you do that, you commit adultery in your heart. How many lies have you told in your life? Too many to count. Ever stolen something? Yeah. Ever used God's name in vain? Like when I say, like, oh my G-O-D. That's yeah. called blasphemy. Yes. Do you love your mum? Yes, I do. Would you ever use her name as a cuss word? No. Of course you wouldn't. That'd be dishonoring to And you've taken the name of the God that gave you a mother and gave you life itself, his holy name, and use it in the place of a cuss word. It's called blasphemy. Very serious. Okay, we're going personal. Can you handle that? Yes, of course. Jesus said, if you look with lust, sexual desire, you commit adultery in the heart. Have you ever looked with lust? Yeah. Have you had sex before marriage? Yes. Okay, that's called fornication. Okay, here's a quick summation. This is for you to judge yourself. You've told me you're a lying, thieving, <laughs> blasphemous fornicator. And you've probably broken that one about lust. So if God judges you by the Ten Commandments on Judgment Day, you're going to be innocent or guilty? Guilty. You're going to be innocent or guilty? Guilty. His continual smile shows me that he's not at all concerned about his eternity. So I'm going to see if I can get rid of it. God is paying you in death for your sins. Like a judge looks at a criminal that laughs about the fact that he's murdered people, and the judge says, you've earned the death sentence. This is your wages. This is what we're paying you. This is what you've earned. And Anthony's sin is so serious to a holy God, he's given you the death sentence. You're on death row. Your death will be evidence to you that God is deadly serious about sin. The Bible says all liars will have their part in the lake of fire. No thief, no blasphemer, no adulterer will inherit God's kingdom. So you're in big trouble. Can you see that? Yeah, I could see it. Heaven or hell? 
How? You've earned your wages. Can you see that? God is justified. If he gives you justice, you're in big trouble. So what can you do to be saved from hell? Follow the rules. Okay, you've already broken the rules, so you can't follow them. So what can you do to have your sins forgiven? You heard of Jesus dying on the cross? Look, I got it right here. They, they pinned his hands and his feet like this, and they to a cross. So how does that help you 2,000 years later? Uh, my grandma gave it to me. Yeah, you don't know what it means, do you? No. He died for our sins. Now, most people know that, but they don't know this. And if you can get a grip of this, it's going to change everything for you. The Ten Commandments are called the moral law. You and I broke the law. Jesus paid the fine. That's why he said it is finished just before he died. He was saying paid in full. If you're in court and you've got speeding fines and somebody else pays them, a judge will let you go and it's legal. You'll say, you're guilty, but you're out of here. Someone paid your fine. Kind of nice. It is kind of nice. And God can dismiss your case. He can take the death sentence off you legally because of what Jesus did on the cross through his death and resurrection. And all you have to do to find everlasting life, it's so simple a child can understand it, is repent of your sins. You don't call yourself a Christian, but you lie and steal and fornicate and blaspheme. That's playing the hypocrite. You've got to be genuine. And then you trust in Jesus like you trust a parachute. Put your faith in him. And the miracle of conversion is that God will change you on the inside, make you a brand new person so you love righteousness. That'll be your personal miracle because that's foreign to sin-loving sinners. We love to do that which is wrong. But when God gets hold of you, he will transform you on the inside. He promises to open the eyes of your understanding, take you out of darkness into light, and grant you the gift of everlasting life. So the fear of death... I just got to pause this here for a second because... <clears throat> Look at her eyes. <clears throat> Look at how it's starting to hit her. She's holding back tears. Why? Because of the gospel. The gospel is that powerful. She's holding back the tears. You can see it in her, in her face. This is wonderful. This is why Ray is so good. Keep going. It doesn't torment you any longer because you've overcome it through the gospel. Is this making sense? Yes, this is making sense. You're going to think about what we talked about? Yes, of course, sir. When are you going to repent and put your trust in Jesus? Hmm. When I feel it's right in my heart, when I feel truly like... You and I are on a plane 10,000 feet up. We both are going to jump. I've got my parachute on, and I say, Jackie, got your parachute on? When are you going to put it on? You say, when I feel like it. When I really feel I can be sincere, the best thing I can do for you is hang you up the plane by your ankles for five seconds. When you come back in, you'll say, wow, I need a parachute. And what I've tried to do today is hang you out eternity by your ankles and say, this is deadly serious. You don't know when you're going to die. You could die in your sleep tonight. And we're talking about your life. It's not just who you're going to marry or what you're going to do for a job. This is your forever. Where God's offering everlasting life. So don't put it off. You know, Satan will whisper to you, put it off until tomorrow. Jesus said, watch it a prophet a man, and that means a woman too, if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul. One other analogy. Would you sell one of your eyes for a million dollars? For a million? <laughs> whole million. They'll give you a little glass eye to slip in the slot. Would you do it for a million? No, it's one of my eyes. <laughs> would you sell both for a hundred million? No, no, no. You wouldn't think of it, would you? No. Your eyes are priceless, yet they are merely the windows of your soul. The real you, your soul, Jackie, looks out those windows. If your eyes are without price, how much is your soul worth? And yet Jesus said this, he said, you should despise the value of those precious eyes compared to the value of your soul, your life. And this is what he said, if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out, cast it from you, for it's better to enter heaven without an eye than go to hell with both your eyes. In other words, Think of the value of your life. Okay, that was my last attempt to hang you out the plane by your ankles, hoping you'll see how serious this is and you'll get right with God today. You know what, it's kind of a crazy coincidence that you stopped to talk to me today because I have I have a friend, her name is Delilah, and she is very um, Christian, and she goes to church a lot, and church events and stuff, and she's been inviting me, and I've been putting it off because I've been busy, but you know what, I'm going to go, and oh, you know, I, I hope it goes really well. 
but I hope you'll think about this with a sense of sobriety because you don't know when you're going to die. 150,000 people die every 24 hours and many are young people and youth is no guarantee of old age so please think about this with a sense of sobriety and ask yourself why am I so earnest and it's because I really do care about you and I want to see you in heaven not in hell. My mom would love this, she's very Christian. She's a Christian? Yes. Well no doubt you're listening today because of her prayers. That's what I figured, she would love this, yeah. yeah Everything so, happens for a reason. So please honor her prayers and give some deep thought to this and discuss it with her because she cares about you, so do I and so does God. Awesome. Is this making sense? Kinda, yeah. Kind of, so I've messed up, let me start again. You're gonna die when you stand before God, you'll stand as a lying, thieving, blasphemous, fornicating adulterate heart. If that happens, God will damn you. You'll end up in the lake of fire. That horrifies me. I love you. I don't want you to go to hell. God is rich in mercy. He provided a savior. Jesus took the punishment for the sin of the world. And your sins can be washed away in an instant. You can be forgiven and granted everlasting life as a free gift, all because of that death and resurrection. But you must let go of those sins, repent, and trust in Jesus. Does that make sense, or do you want me to go through it again? No, it makes sense now. This is a life and death issue. Yours, not mine. I'm saved. I'm trusting in Christ. But at the moment, you're on a precipice. You could fall into death and be damned forever. Listen to what Jesus said. He said, All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got to cut it a little short there. There's only about two minutes left of that, but you can see that on uh, the Living Waters YouTube page. Hopefully, we can get him to come to Rumble soon. But that's all it takes. What Ray is doing is all it takes. He's an amazing, amazing person. And he's an amazing child of God. And so are you. And you have every bit of that ability to do what he's doing, to do what I'm doing right now, today. You don't have to wait. Just like that song come... Come, Jesus, come. Let today be the day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, God bless you. Sean Farish, Ungoverned, is starting right now. Followed by Live from America. I cannot wait to see you then. But let's all go watch Sean. God bless you. May God continue to be in your life. May the Holy Spirit continue to guide you. And may Jesus be part of your life. Have a great morning. See you later.